You're listening to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm Aliyah Party, the confidence coach for online entrepreneurs. My mission in life is to empower you to make your dreams a reality by learning how to let go of self-doubt and overcome overthinking. We're about to get real on confidence, spirituality, mindset, and business through solo episodes and amazing guest interviews. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hello. Welcome back to the Canon Confidence Podcast. Leah Pardee here. So excited to have you. I feel like it has been a hot minute since I've actually sat down to record a specific podcast episode, um, at least a solo one. So I'm super pumped today to chat with you all about holding the faith and holding massive faith and what that means. And I'm also going to tie that in with kind of the whole religious versus spiritual conversation and, you know, kind of my views on it and how I've kind of, how they've transformed and kind of how that can shift for you guys as well. Um, Or I guess becoming a little more open to accepting that we all have unique views truly on religion or spirituality and like they're all okay. So I really have been wanting to come on here and have that conversation for a while now, but I got a new tattoo recently that ties into all of this. So I'm really excited for this episode to just share all of that with you guys. I know a lot of you are in the spiritual um, side of things and can totally relate to what I'm going to be talking about. But also if you're religious, um, if you're if you're a Christian or a Catholic or any other religion, definitely tune into this episode to stay with us because I think you'll find it really interesting um, how we can kind of tie all of this together and how it doesn't have to be this weird triggering thing when it comes up with spirituality versus religion. So we're going to chat about all of that. Um, and yeah, and I feel like I have other life updates for you guys as well. I just got back from North Carolina. Uh, we went on a road trip with one of my best friends from college and her boyfriend, and we drove, I don't know, it was like seven hours, I think, like straight south to go into the mountains of North Carolina. And it was one of my other best friends from college who was supposed to be getting married there, but because of COVID, the wedding was canceled. But a group of us who are like BFFs, we all went down, we hung out, we had a great time. If you follow me on Instagram, you know we had probably too much fun. But yeah, it was super nice to get away for a few days. It was my first time traveling since COVID, so uh, that was interesting. And yeah, it was really, really good. Um, Okay, so I want to talk to you guys about why I feel like it's really important to have faith in something. And I used to hear about this when I first learned about manifestation. And it was like basically saying that in order to manifest, you almost have to have some type of religion or some type of faith in, in the universe, you know, is usually what, what ties in with, uh, with like the law of attraction. Um, but utilizing whatever like religious faith that you have will amplify your results in manifesting kind of was what I was taught. And I do think that having faith is absolutely key. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about believing in yourself, believing in, you know, a divine path for yourself and all of that. But I also feel like it's totally okay if you don't believe in anything or you don't know what you believe in, in terms of like religion, spirituality, that's okay. Like the whole point of this episode, I want to like lay on the table that like, it's okay, no matter what your beliefs are, 
it's they're fine like they're fine we don't need to feel weird about them we don't need to feel like that's going to interfere with anything and if you're somebody who completely doesn't doesn't believe in any of this the key for for you would be building massive faith in yourself it would be like how can i tune in so hardcore to my intuition and to belief in my higher self within that i can put my faith there because here's why it's important to focus on faith it's because when we don't have faith in anything we don't have a belief system we start off like basically manifesting like deciding okay here's what i want i want to create this online business here's what i want i want to find the love of my life here's what i want you know deciding what that's going to look like i want to travel the world i want to make that happen right so we kind of decide and put that out there and from there the next step really is to do our part it's to follow the little synchronicities it's to follow the ideas we have that come up um, every single little nudge that comes from your intuition like following that and even when your ego comes up second and says oh are you sure you want to do that let's not do that tonight can't this wait because it doesn't want you to travel the world or start an online business or do anything exciting right so that would be like the second part and then the, the last part is is believing it's holding the faith it's saying okay no matter what this looks like right now, if it doesn't look like it's working, I'm still gonna believe with every fiber of my being and that's what makes it all work. Okay guys, interrupting this episode to give you our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Usual Wines. Usual Wines are for the modern drinker. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces, a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. So no more squeezing that cork back into that bottle, trying to save the last little bit, because the single size format and the perfect size. Usual wines are made from world-class ABAs in California and are made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. These wines are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. Usual has a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. They also have a limited production Brut Rosé just for the summer. So head over to their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code CONFIDENCE for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. So that's why it's really important to have something that you can put your faith behind because when you don't have that, what it would look like is you just keep doing your part and doing your part, but without belief, it's really difficult because you start to get into desperation mode. You start to think this isn't working. No one is signing with me. No one's buying from me. You know, my plan to leave the country isn't working. My plan to get this new career or this promotion isn't working, whatever. And we start to lose faith. We start to like, you know, get into desperation and this desperate energy does not attract the things we want into our lives. It does not. Um, it literally repels everything that we want. So how do we prevent that? Holding the faith, having belief that even when it looks like the deadline's tomorrow and we haven't heard back yet from this thing, we still freaking believe. That is the faith that moves mountains. That is the faith that attracts things in the law of attraction. That's the thing that's gonna make your energy on point. If you're working in, in sales or business, for example, that energy is gonna make you fire when you're having sales conversations. People are gonna believe in you because you believe in yourself. If you're looking for the love of your life, and you're going around feeling sad because no one wants to date you, 
that vibe probably isn't the best. But if you have a faith of, oh, every guy wants this, and Mr. Right's right around the corner, and I know it's going to work out, that badass energy is literally going to attract you, make you attractive, make your vibe on point. That's what we have to get to, and belief will get you there. That's what it's all about. So what do you believe in? I'm so curious. I want to kind of share my beliefs and my thoughts on spirituality and God and religion and all of that. Um, so I got a new tattoo. I've been wanting a tattoo for a while. I mean, I've been wanting a new tattoo for years, but here's the thing. The old Leah who worked in an office who had the corner office and ran the sales department and was doing the corporate thing and was often going on business conferences, being the youngest one in the room, often one of the only women, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to get especially a visible tattoo. Like that was so frowned upon and I was doing anything I could to be like the, be the person they wanted me to be. You know, I was so desperate for that. So I put off something that I, that my soul wanted. And so as soon as I um, knew I was going to be quitting my job, I started like dreaming of tattoos and thinking of tattoos and all of that. And so I really wanted to get one on my arm as a symbol of like freedom, really, for me to be free and be able to live the life that I want and not be living on someone else's standards. Um, so anyways, I got this tattoo. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my arm. And it's little Roman numerals for 4610. And so that means um, that represents Psalm, Psalms 4610 from the Christian Holy Bible, right? And so what that phrase says is, be still and know that I am God. And often people refer to it as be still and know. And really that to me means like, kind of like let go and let God. R surrender, release the control, release the worrying, release the fear and the doubt, let it all go and sink into faith. And that is like the absolute key to manifestation, to happiness, to, I mean, every, to me, everything in life comes from us having such massive faith that we can let go. We can let go of the stress that's just causing us to make things more difficult. And when you, and when you feel that way and you let go, you sink into a vibe of like, yes, it's all working. It's all working. And that's what makes everything work. Right? So this tattoo means a lot to me, um, because I do believe in God. And, but this is kind of the weird thing. And this is why I was also nervous. Well, I was, I was like super nervous to get a tattoo in my arm. Um, after I got it, I was like, oh, no big deal. But I was nervous to go. I actually went by myself, which I never thought I would do in a million years. But I was like, kept wanting to ask a friend to go with me. And I was like, you know what? I need to do this on my own. This will push me out of the comfort zone and be something that I can kind of feel like I fucking did that on my own. So I did it. And so... Um, the, the fact that I'm like a spiritual online coach, you know, person, meditation teacher, all the things that, and like I talk about manifestation that makes me feel like, um, okay, so now I'm getting a tattoo that's coming from the Bible. How do these two worlds like match up? Like what, what is going on here? How will I explain this to people? And that's also why I wanted to do this podcast episode. I know so many of you can relate, but I know there's also a ton of people who don't understand it at all. So for me, I believe in God. I see God as what other people say is the universe, right? 
the source, the energy that fuels everything and runs everything and created everything. I believe that God is within all of us. I believe we all have the opportunity to tap into that power, that source power, that divine guidance. I believe we can receive messages. We can send messages. I believe that's kind of how it works. I don't know like a system that I would 100% would say for sure this is exactly how the world works, but I that's kind of like the overarching thing for me, right? So like in the spiritual community, people say the universe and I say God and some people say God. I think that it's the same thing, like I view it the same way. Now, how I used to view it, I, I grew up Christian. I grew up going to a Christian church, reading the Bible, be believing kind of that the Bible was literal in, in a way, um, believing that God was more of this person figure who you could ask for things and they could be granted um, based on whether or not that was a choice for God to make or whatever. I, I kind of see it more as like a systematic thing now versus like sending a request and then God granting certain people's requests over others. like. I don't really know how that all works. I mean, obviously I don't because none of us do really know how that works. But when I was growing up, it was very much like a lot of, you know, my friend, a lot of my friends were more of like the, um, it's called like fundamental Christian or like super conservative Christians. Like that's who I was around a lot growing up. My parents weren't quite that way, but a lot of my friends were like, you know, if you have sex before marriage, you're, you could go to hell if you... You know, like things like that. And I, I remember having a friend tell me when we were like 13, like she like, <laughs> she like asked if I masturbated and I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, um, that means that, that that can send you to hell. And she had a book that her mom had given her all about how masturbation is a sin and sends you to hell. Right. So I was around a lot of that growing up. And that it, to me is exactly what turns people away from God. <laughs> And Christianity, when it becomes more about fear and pleasing this human-like creature in the sky or whatever, when we when we use it for power and control, because to me, for for us to read the Bible, which I've read almost the entire Bible, I've read the New Testament more than once. Like, I see that whole system of, of modern Western world Christianity as like. We took certain parts from the Bible, made them mean certain things, and used them to control a population. That's what I think happened um, thousands of years ago, really, when this system was being created. I think that's what happened. And I think, like, in America, where I live, I think that a lot of a lot of churches, um, while probably very well-meaning, there's just a lot of control. There's a lot of making women feel a certain way. There's a lot of, like right and wrong and fear and we can make our kids act a certain way with this and our wives and our husbands or whatever and i i really really don't love that about it because when i read the okay so let me give you an example when i started meditating i had a fear this was what I, around when i first started learning about the spirituality part i would get triggered by people like questioning what I basically just said, like that would trigger me years ago. And I would be like, oh my God, no, 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 no. This is what I was taught when I was growing up. This has to be the truth, right? I was very triggered by it. I couldn't really have an open-minded conversation about religion. 
when I started learning about spirituality and opening up to it a lot more and learning about manifestation and the law of attraction and learning that like it doesn't have to be a separate thing it, it does tie together but one thing that happened when I started meditating um I start I like at first felt guilty and I was like oh does God want me meditating like this is kind of like a woo woo thing like you know is this really like a good thing to be doing like I don't know then I went back to reading the Bible which I hadn't I hadn't opened the Bible in a while at that point and here lo and behold meditating is in is literally all up in the Bible everywhere meditating 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 they went to the hilltop and they meditated blah 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 I'm sure growing up I heard that you know through like hearing people reading passages but it was definitely not something that was ever discussed. I do not recall ever like being taught to meditate in church or anyone talking about that. Meditation, I see, you know, in America and in the Western world as like a woo woo weird thing, right? In a lot of circles. I know like in Canada, at least my perspective of Canada is like, people are a lot more open-minded. I just say that because like 70% of my clients are from Canada. And I'm, I assume that must be because there's more open-mindedness there with these type of things, but that could be wrong, who knows? So anyways, I'm like, wow, meditation is all up in the Bible. My belief of meditation now is like, we pray to you know, speak to God and ask and, and things, and then we meditate to receive. Meditation allows you to pause and, and be still and hear messages and allow things to come through and allow downloads and intuitive messages. That's how I think a lot of people built a connection to God in the biblical text to be able to receive messages from God. That's what I kind of see like the connection with, but it's so weird because people like think it's so crazy that I meditate. Um, so it's just really interesting that certain things from the Bible and, and maybe, and this is my conspiracy theory side coming out, guys. But is it possible that when, when these religions, the modern Christianity and Catholicism was being developed, did they not focus on meditation because they didn't want to allow people to build that stillness and that deep connection to feel like almost you have God within you, you can hear messages. Like it's almost like they didn't want us doing that for some reason, which is so weird to me. Um, but who knows? Like. Clearly, you know, there's things in the Bible that make women out to be like a weaker sex. And God didn't write the Bible, right? Like God didn't write this book, humans did, and, and men at the time were in charge and were creating, you know, they were, they were transcribing the thing, they were, you know, this was written at a time, this, this book was written at a time when women obviously didn't have rights and things were a lot different. And so my take on it is perhaps things were written in a certain way because that's what these people knew at this time. And that's why I think that I have a problem with the whole like, you know, the things that can send you to hell, masturbation, sex, what like all of that kind of stuff. It's like, this was at a much different time. You know, for example, like some, some people read the Bible and, and they feel and they feel divorce is like a deadly sin, right? Because it does say that in there. This was at a time when people lived 30 freaking years old. 
if I had to be married to my husband until I was 30, like, we almost don't, we would be dying soon. Like, we would have done it. Cool, we've made it. We didn't get divorced. <laughs> now people live into their, well, into their 80s. That's a long, a much longer time to be married to the same person, okay? Come on. Um, so I just feel like life gets a little different now, right? Things have changed. It also says in the Bible that women shouldn't wear pants, right? So things have changed, and I think that looking at the Bible in such a way that, like, treating it like it's, a literal thing that God wrote in modern day in the modern world like we just I just don't prefer to look at it that way I feel like there's a lot of wisdom in there and I, and I love you know the teachings um, but if we're being honest we all pick and choose which things we find important and follow out of the Bible right so that's all we do we all kind of create our own religion in that aspect but some people follow what their church says or whatever so anyways I ended up learning about spirituality and the law of attraction and really realizing that a lot of the teachings of the, the universal laws, the law of attraction, um, universal laws being things like the law of karma, the laws of law of cause and effect, which essentially is you reap what you sow. So there's a lot of, they basically all are things that are said in the Bible as well and in other religious texts and other religious, you know, books and things. They all, a lot of them kind of pretty much say the same thing, right? They say the same thing a lot. Um, I feel like the spiritual community who says universe instead of God, you know, follows a lot of things from the Bible, but calls them, refers to them differently. For example, things like casting your fears onto God is a thing in the Bible, casting your fears. But the spiritual community will say, cast your fears onto the universe, cast away your worries onto the universe. That's fine. They can call whatever, like call it whatever you want. Call it whatever you want. But it's interesting that it's woven through so many of these things throughout history. Um, so, yeah, I think that like me becoming a little more open-minded to all of this and like opening my heart a little bit and seeing what feels good inside of me has been super interesting and has, and while I was afraid, I was afraid that 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 process as well as like learning to meditate and all of that would would push me away from God. It's, it's done the opposite. I feel so much closer. I feel like, I feel like I receive messages. I feel we all do, but I feel like I'm more open to them now that I have like a stillness and a connection and some room to breathe because before I learned to meditate, I had a lot of like constant just swirling overthinking thoughts in my head and it would be hard to discern that from you know divine messages so I have loved the the journey that I've been on and if you're somebody who wants to learn more about the connection between like the universal laws the law of attraction and the Christian Bible or maybe you're someone who registers more as religious and you're like okay I could kind of open up to this world let me explore this a really really good book to read is the game of life and how to play it this was written in 1925 i also find it interesting that so many books that were written you know 100 years ago 200 years ago a thousand years ago a lot of them have similar like ways to be successful how to be happy how to whatever they've been remained the same over time so this book, um, The Game of Life and How to Play It, is a very short, quick read, super, super easy to read book. And it breaks down essentially the universal laws um, 
in a way that relates them to biblical text, uh, the Christian Bible. So it gives like Bible passages, ties them in together with manifestation, and it's it's just really a really good way to feel, you know, that it's okay to intertwine the two. And um, for me, it's it's what I it's a lot of the things that I do focus on in my spiritual practice. So I highly recommend that book. But if you're still thinking, I can't get behind this universe thing, I can't get behind God, none of that makes sense to me, build a relationship with you. And do this regardless of what religion or what faith you have. Building that relationship with yourself, getting in touch with your intuition, learning to, learning to have your higher self speak to you in a way and tap into that is everything and you don't need a set of of spiritual or religious rules in order to do that i definitely recommend meditating as a way to increase you know your intuition um but especially if you're in sales or business or you want to create any other results you know getting promoted at a job or you know finding love with your life anything really the faith is really really going to help um Believe, like trusting yourself, believing in yourself, almost developing like a knowing, that will change your vibe so much and up your freaking game. But I say that it, like especially in sales and business because there's so much like rejection and things don't look like they're gonna work and they don't work and our launches flop and uh, you know, our webinar nobody shows up and things like that. So you need to have like, massive belief otherwise it's really really difficult to like carry on and keep going and it's why so many entrepreneurs give up it truly is so if that's you and you're struggling with that um you know feel free to reach out to me as well i'm so open to having these conversations and helping in any way i can and i love to have you know the conversation about spirituality with you guys and I've also, thank you guys so much because I've been getting so much love lately um, on Instagram and the DMs about the podcast and how much you guys are, are getting out of it. That just makes my heart sing and it makes me want to just work so hard to get this podcast in the hands of more people. So I really appreciate that. And if you would like to also help this podcast get out there more so more people can, you know, we can spread the love. Take a screenshot of this episode or another episode that you love and share it on your Instagram story and tag me in it. I'm candid.confidence. And yeah, we can share. We can let more people in on all the juicy goodness. And also, please hit subscribe. Drop me a five-star rating or a review. I would greatly appreciate it so much. And by the way, if anyone has been thinking about starting their own podcast, I have a podcasting course that's going to be starting in September. It's enrolling now and it's a six week live course. So it's basically a group coaching program um, in a course setting. And for six weeks, I'm going to teach you everything I know about podcasting, basically how I took this podcast, build it into a top 200 in its category in less than a year. So we just recently had our first 8,000 downloads in a month, month in July. Um, I teach you how to start it, grow it, monetize it, move past the fear, be consistent, all of that. So it's a great way to work together. If you're interested in that, I will drop the link in the show notes. And thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys with from the bottom of my heart. And I can't wait to see you next week. 